This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today, we continue with a series based on the 23rd Psalm called Living in the Goodness of God. In these lessons, you'll discover that God is good all the time, even in life's most difficult circumstances. And you'll experience the hope and favor that spring from God's divine goodness. In a few moments, we're going to tell you about a very special resource called the Living in the Goodness of God Guided Experience Book. This Bible study tool will help you fully trust the goodness of God and experience God's favor in every area of your life. Find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004 while you listen to today's message. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part two of a message called, The God of My Valleys. Now let me talk to you about another kind of valley. It's called the Valley of Eshcol. Eshcol is a valley in Numbers chapter 13. And it's the story of when Moses sends in the spies to find out what the promised land is gonna be looking like. You remember that they had, the nation of Israel had been held captive in slavery for 400 years in um, Egypt. And after Moses is called by God to deliver them and they have all of the miracles and they're set free and they head from Israel, I mean, uh, Egypt over to Israel, what should have taken about three or four weeks travel takes them 40 years. What in the world are they doing for 40 years in the desert? It doesn't take that long to, to get from Israel to Egypt or from Egypt to Israel. Well, God's putting them through tests and they keep failing each test. And finally, finally, after a while, they come up to the edge of the promised land and they get ready to go in. And this is a test. Are they gonna have enough faith to trust God? Because they're enemies in this promised land. They're gonna have to fight for this land. So Moses wants to know what's going on uh, in the promised land. So he chooses 12 scouts. We know the names of them, they're in the Bible. One of them was Caleb, uh, uh, another one uh, was Joshua. And uh, these 12 guys go in and they scout out the land and they look and say, yeah, it's a great land, but we got some problems here. We're afraid of the people who already live here. And their anxiety and their tension gives a majority report. 10 people said, don't even try, let's don't go in. Yeah, we're free from Egypt, let's just go back there though. We don't wanna fight these guys. And only Joshua and Caleb said, we can do this. We can, we can win this battle. And we read this story where Moses chooses a spy, sends him in, and in Numbers chapter 13, look up here on the screen, verse 23, it says this. Then the spies came to the valley of Eshcol. The fruit was so abundant that they cut off a grape branch, which had a giant cluster of grapes on it, but it was so large and heavy that it took two men to carry it back on a pole between them. Have you ever seen a cluster of grapes that took two men to carry? Not me, okay. In fact, there's, there's pictures of this. You got a picture of that? There we go, that's, that's the kind of thing. They're carrying this giant cluster of grapes back. So they're looking, this really is a land of milk and honey. This is a land of great bounty, of great uh, uh, opportunity. But it says, let's read the rest of that verse. It says, it was so heavy that it took two men to carry it back on a pole between them. And they also brought samples of beautiful pomegranates and figs. Now, they come back with a mixed report. And here's the report in the Valley of Eshcol. Verse 27 says, this was their report to Moses. 
It is indeed a magnificent country, this promised land. It's rich and it's fertile. And here's some fruit as the proof. I mean, this is giant. This is miracle grow stuff. <laughs> but the people living there are powerful. Notice but, then that's a big but. Uh, but it's great. It's a great country. We, God's given us a great country. But the people living there are powerful and they're stronger than we are and they look like giants to us and Notice this, in our own eyes, we felt as small as grasshoppers next to them. That's what you call an inferiority complex. Well, he said, we can't take these guys on. Remember, they've got a slave mentality. They've been a slave for 400 years. They don't know how to break out of the, the thing that's going on in their mind. Now, the, the Valley of Eshkol is different than the Valley of Sinem. And what is it? This is the Valley of fear. You might write this down. Eshkol is the valley of fear. And they have to make this decision. Okay, we're going to go in and take what's rightfully ours. God has given it to us. Or do we back off in fear, back off in shame, back off in doubt? And in the valley of fear, I either move ahead or I give up. Now, the fact is, these guys had parked at Sinai for over a year they had lived in self-exile in the desert. Nobody, God didn't tell them you have to stay in the desert for 40 years. They, were, they, they had just been moseying around, and they kept failing the test that God gave them. Now, here's my question. What is your valley? What is your valley of Eshkol? What's the place that you're afraid to move forward in? You're going to go through this kind of valley in your life. And you've known for a long, long time that you should be moving forward in this area. God's told you to do it. You want to do it. It's the right thing to do. And you just haven't done it. You, my friend, are in the valley of Eshkol, the valley of fear where you either move forward or you give up. You move forward or you give up. You have to face your fears. You have to take a risk or you retreat in defeat. How do you know if you're in an eshkol, in that kind of valley? Well, tell me what, how you see what you're looking at right now. Do you see it as an obstacle or do you see it as an opportunity? The big thing in your life right now, is it an obstacle or is it an opportunity? Two of the 12 spies saw an opportunity. It's a promised land. Let's go for it. We can do this. It's, no, it's a no-brainer. God's on our side. Ten of them saw an obstacle. And they failed the test. As a result, they spent their life dying in the desert. They never got into the promised land. Why? Because they failed the test of Eshkol. Let me give you another one. It's called the Valley of Elah, E-L-A-H. The Valley of Elah uh, is in 1 Samuel 17. And you're going to go through this valley probably many times in your life in a similar way. Now, this is a well-known valley because this is where a little boy named David met the giant named Goliath. You know that story. That is in the Valley of Elah. Look up here on the screen. The Philistines and, and, and the Israelites were in the Valley of Elah, and they're poised for battle. And it says, Saul and the Israelites camped in the Valley of Elah, and they drew up a battle plan, battle plans to fight the Philistines. Now, the Philistines and the Israelites stood, each stood their ground, shouting and taunting each other from opposite hills. 
with the valley of Elah between them. Okay? And so then it's that now the Philistine army had a giant champion fighter. This is a, you know, multi-martial arts here. Uh, giant champion fighter named Goliath, who was about nine feet tall. This guy really is big. And when Saul and the Israelites saw this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. Now, David's response, he's just a shepherd boy, but he's not afraid, he trusts God. He's been trusting God all his life. The Lord is my shepherd. Remember, he's the guy who wrote this. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. In verse 32, David says this. Don't worry about a thing, David told Saul. I'll go fight this Philistine. Everybody in the army is scared to death to take on this giant. The giant comes down every day and he taunts and he shouts and he goes, you guys are a bunch of wimps. You're, you're, you're weaklings, you're, you're not worth anything. He says, let's, let's don't have this battle. How about let's just go mano a mano, one on one. You send out your best guy, Israel, and I'm the best guy for the Philistines. We'll take, take each other on. Whoever wins, wins, and the battle's over. You're, you're the conqueror. And everybody's scared to death. What is the Valley of Elah? Write this down. Elah is the Valley of Conflict. It's when you're facing a giant challenge like a Goliath. You're facing a giant conflict. You're facing a giant, somebody's in your face. You've got an opposition. You've got an opponent. You've got conflict. You've got a challenge. And Elah is the valley of conflict. What's your Elah right now? Some of you are in that valley. You're not in the valley of the shadow of death but you may be in one of these other ones. You may be in Siddim, and you may be in Eshkol, and you may be in Elah, the valley of conflict where, where people are fighting each other. Look at that verse three again, up here on the screen. The Philistines occupied one hill and the Israelites another with the valley of Elah between them. Some of you, that describes your marriage. And you st you're standing your ground over here and your spouse is standing their ground over there and you're right there in the middle and there's a deadlock going on. You are in the valley of Elah. All right? One more. One more. And this is called the valley of Baca. B-A-C-A. -A, the valley of Baca. It's, it's mentioned in Psalm 84. And again, I just picked out four of the many significant valleys in Scripture. Uh, in Psalm 84, the word Baca actually means weeping. Uh, it comes from the root word, Hebrew word, to weep. Now, it meant to weep, but actually there was a valley of Baca, like there was these others, and the valley of Baca was a, a desert. It was a dry, dry, dusty, arid wasteland, and if you wanted to go to Israel, or, excuse me, wanted to go to Jerusalem as a pilgrim, you had to go through the valley of Baca to get there. And so all the pilgrims who wanted to come to Jerusalem had to travel through the Valley of Baca, which means the Valley of Weeping, but it was actually a dry, barren, dusty place. And this is a, a, a metaphor again um, about when you're going through a dry time in your life, when your joy has all dried up. Maybe you're grieving Maybe you're the one that's weeping in the valley of weeping. Nothing grows there. Nothing's productive. There's no fruit. Just 
tears. And Psalm 85, verses 5 and 7 says this. Blessed are those whose strength comes from the Lord. As they pass through the valley of Baca, that's the valley of weeping, they make it a place of springs. Huh? All of a sudden, water's showing up. As they pass through this dry, arid valley of Baca, weeping, they make it a place of springs, and the autumn rains cover it with pools, and they go from strength to strength, growing until each appears before God in Zion. That verse is so packed, I could spend the whole service just on that verse. I want you to notice. First, when you're going through the valley of Baca, it's dry. You know, I don't have any feelings anymore. I don't feel close to God. I don't feel close to my husband. I don't feel close to anybody. I'm dried up. I've got no emotion. I'm just putting in the time. I'm going through the motions, putting one foot in front of the other. There's no joy in my life. It's dried up. There's no energy in my life. It's dried up. I'm depressed. You may be grieving. You may be weeping yourself. You're, you're grieving a loss. You're going through the valley of Baca. But the kind of people that God wants you to be, wants me to be, wants us to be, is we make it a place of springs. Water comes when we show up. They go from strength to strength. That's what God wants you to do your entire life, growing from one level of maturity to the next level of maturity to the next level of maturity and the next level of maturity to the next level of maturity. They grow from strength to strength, growing until each appears before God in Zion. One day you're gonna stand before God and God says, I don't care about your clothes or your career or your cash, but I do care about your character. Did you grow from strength to strength when you were on earth? And when you were going through these different valleys, the valley of conflict, did you work that out? And when you were going through the valley of decisions and the valley of questions and the valley of confusion, when you're going through the valley of trouble, when you're going through the valley of the shadow of death, what did you learn from all that? Did you grow from strength to strength? Did you keep growing until now you're appearing before me, God, face to face? What's going on here? Faith turns a place without water into a place of springs where you can find refreshment, where you can find what God wants to do in your life. And even in those valleys of grief, when you're weeping, God wants to use those tears to water a dry and arid place. I read a story last week about William Booth, who was the founder of the Salvation Army, and he'd sent a man to some state here in the United States. You know, Salvation Army began in England. And the guy was trying to reach people in his community for the Lord. And he kept saying, I've tried everything. I've tried prayer and I've tried music and I've tried services and I've tried special attractions. And they're just, nobody's interested in hearing the good news. William Booth wrote back two words on a telegram. Try weeping. Try weeping. When you care about something enough that you weep about it, God moves into action. Verse six, notice that verse again. Blessed are those whose strengths come from the Lord as they pass through. You don't stay in the valley of dryness, the valley of weeping. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. What is Baca? Baca is the valley of grief and barrenness grief 
and barrenness. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. If you'd like to receive Rick's free daily devotional, go to PastorRick.com and sign up right now. You'll get hope and encouragement from Pastor Rick delivered right to your inbox every day. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first, is God always good? What about during times of pain and suffering? Even during difficult times, God wants to comfort you. He wants you to rest in His promises. That's why Pastor Rick created the Living in the Goodness of God Guided Experience Bible Study Book. In this one-of-a-kind spiritual growth tool, you'll dig deep into Psalm 23, experiencing God's unrelenting love for you, and discovering why this passage can become the foundation for your faith. You'll learn to trust the goodness of God in every area of your life. Throughout this study, Pastor Rick will show you how to revolutionize your life and your relationships. Rest and recharge your body and mind. Create a habit of worship instead of worry. Practice loving God and others well. Use your time for the things that matter most and stop comparing and start being content. As you go through this guided experience, you'll practice meditating on God's Word, and as you do, your focus will shift from your fears to your Father, and you'll move from feeling overwhelmed to overflowing. The Living in the Goodness of God Guided Experience Bible Study has a vegan leather cover and is packed with 288 pages full of scripture, Bible teaching, exercises, inspiring photos, and artwork. This spiritual growth resource is yours today when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the Word of God to people around the world. Just go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this amazing resource. Or you can just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for your support. Here's Pastor Rick with a closing thought. If you've been blessed by this message today, here's what I want you to do share it. Tell somebody about it. Now, there's a lot of great ways you can share Daily Hope. One of the easiest is by posting it on social media, on Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or Instagram. But you'll find a share button today next to the message on my website, pastorrick.com. Don't keep the good news to yourself. It's too good to keep to ourselves. We've got to pass it on to others. Thanks for listening today. And join me next time as we continue to look into God's Word for our daily hope. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.